Skim, Vibus, yay. Let's go to Advocate Sipo Mantula with his Africa report. Good morning, Advocate. How's it going today? Refreshing morning, John and Jump Africa to the listeners. Uh, John, remember we are looking at 30 years of our freedom, democracy and liberation. 30 years, 28 years, this song came out in 1996 uh, from Skimi, very important as today, you know, John, as we are ending our Africa update extended, the burial of Mbongeni Ngema will happen today. We know the passing of Ubabu Peter Wakamagubani, the photojournalist. So it's hectic mm. when you look at our cultural stories. But as you know, we start with Sudan. Uh, Dagalo was in South Africa yesterday meeting with President Ramaphosa. We'll touch on it, John, and as well as look at Sierra Leone. New uh, issues that are coming with the arrest, I mean, with the uh, charges against the president in Sierra Leone, Nigeria banning some of the degrees between Kenya and Uganda, and DRC also on top of our news on Africa update. Yeah, let's start with that Sudan story. It's, my Twitter was going mad saying, Why is the president meeting with somebody from Sudan? But it seems as if there's the, the good talks from President Cyril Ramaphosa. Remember that uh, General Hamdan Dagalo is on what we call diplomatic, secret and sacred open meetings with different presidents uh, from Kenya, Uganda, Ethiopia, Djibouti, and the one of South Africa yesterday to brief President Ramaphosa to say that uh, he will definitely want to end this conflict that has erupted in April 2023, and he will definitely want to meet uh, with General Abdel Fattah Burhan. But he did not specify during that meeting the date of the meeting, the location because IGAT, the East Africa Regional Bloc, has been pushing for this mediation between the two leaders. President Ramaphosa also saying that an imminent face-to-face dialogue between the two generals is important and also to call for an immediate ceasefire in the North Sudan uh, in Khartoum. So this was an important meeting or the tour that was concluded by General Dagalo uh, in different uh, African countries. Like you said, John, there was people talking but this is what we call shuttle diplomatic engagement yeah by leaders in the African continent. It, is it just a PR exercise or do you think something serious will come out of it? Not really. Even the US, you know, European countries are doing shuttle engagement. There's no PR exercise. I think this is very important to have face-to-face, uh, not going on Zoom or calling. Very important to meet as leaders to engage. But it will be interesting also to see Abdel Farta uh, as well uh, visiting some of these countries. But I don't think for them it is important to be doing all this at uh, now. It is important for them now to get into a secret location, engage on the immediate ceasefire for the people of Sudan and for the benefit of the continent. All right, what happened in Freetown yesterday? Sierra Leone, you know, remember we spoke about people who were arraigned, 12 of them. Now it appears the former president is back on the charge sheet now. He's been charged with four offenses, including treason for his involvement in the failed military attempt to overthrow uh, President Julius Madabio. Julius Madabio was in South Africa, John, last month uh, for the APRM. Uh, it was uh, interesting to see him that he has escaped attempted military coup, but here yeah, you have a former President uh, Ernest Baikaroma uh, being also uh, implicated, as I've said, is a person of interest in the investigation of this attempted military coup. But his team is saying it's a political vendetta against the former president, and his case has been adjourned until uh, January 17. So we'll focus on Serulon also this month, as well as the elections in Comoros. Uh, staying in that neck of the woods, what is <coughs> happening in Nigeria, Kenya, and Uganda? 
You know, there's the, we are on Education Month also in this country, John. The Minister of Education saying that you are going to ban, uh, to I mean, they are going to sus, I mean, they are going to put on hold yeah. uh, accredited qualifications that are coming from uh, Uganda and Kenya. They have done it before with Benin and Togo. They are raising this. I don't know whether it's on investigation of in terms of fake certificates that are coming from foreign countries studying in their country, uh, either Abuja or Lagos. So it seems that there are issues around accreditation of academic qualifications uh, between East Africa and West Africa. If one looks at it, it's either counter qualifications, uh, they call it counterfeit actually, you know, that are moving. And now uh, one of the uh, main newspapers in Abuja was able to expose this and the government say that they are going to ban uh, some of the accreditation from Uganda and Kenya, meaning students from those countries, John, it will be difficult for them to study in Nigeria. Okay, so hold on. So, 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 if you're a Kenyan or Ugandan with a degree, you can't go to Nigeria, or that Nigeria it's might not, not recognise it. It will not recognise it. It means that you'll go under serious scrutiny, John. Because, right. like I said to you, they've they've picked up some of the challenges in their country. Okay, uh, the DRC. Let's get the latest there. The DRC is that once you have the powerful priest and the churches and the white collar coming into politics, then you must know there's something wrong, John. Uh, the powerful Catholic Bishop Conference and the Protestant churches are demanding an independent inquiry to be open into what they call irregularities and alleged legal violations that were observed in the uh, December e elections. Remember yesterday we spoke about one candidate who have already lodged a presidential dispute, but now once you have churches uh, entering this fray, now getting into the debates uh, of the electoral uh, results, you must know that's how the power they have, because they have done it before, John, uh, when you look at DRC. Churches also, they are part of the what are called domestic or local observer missions whenever you have elections in the DRC. So they have that voice, they have that right to ask for an independent uh, 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 inquiry into what really happened because they are saying there were many issues, you know, in terms of elections that people never voted in other areas, the malfunctioning of the machines. Uh, but as you know, the Electoral Commission of DRC is standing with this case, John, that yeah. the elections did pass the international standards and they were free and fair. Are the churches joining the court case or are they just asking for something different? They are not joining. We are calling it a persuasive force. It's a moral persuasive force. It's right. a civil society voice that normally comes from the churches just to support the political uh, complaint or concern that have come from all candidates. And today, is uh, it's, it's not the death, it was the birth that we're celebrating. We are, we are celebrating the birth of the SABC, the start of SABC to go live on uh, on the uh, streams, uh, what they call the transmission. Uh, they go on a single channel. And it was 1976. It's almost 48 years, you know. Yeah. Uh, despite that, by then, it was a state control apartheid tool by John Foster, by B.J. Foster. So they were won against slanted news and balanced issues. But look at SABC 2023. It was the most trusted uh, public uh, media space in the country. But John, when you look back in 1976, it was June 16. And you will understand how they will have to censor many stories, how they have to censor reggae music to play on the radio. Uh, and then you will see how it also went on TV1, 
SABMN TV3. I don't know whether people remember CCTV, John. You know, before MNET came into being, you know. <laughs> you know, so we, you look at the broader SABC now, John. I think we've moved digitally. We've seen the radio, the TV, and how SABC also covers the national important issues, like the burial of Mbongeni Ngema, the passing of Peter Wahama Gubani, the photojournalist. It's very important, John, how it has been trying to cover everything. This year, they will be fully uh, in their hands to cover elections. So you can see the role of the public broadcast. It's not just to play drama and music on TV, John. It's also information and also to cover the African continent. Thank you very much, Afrit. Good Sipo Mantula for doing that every single day. Stephen's back so you can have a conversation with him on Monday.